Welcome to another episode of the Culture to Christ podcast. Thank you again for joining us. We are your hosts, Alex and Aaron. Today, we're going to touch on the last episode, talking a bit about addiction, what lust is, how that kind of leads you down a dark path. And then we're going to get into the culture today, the one leading the culture in the times, Kanye West. So stay tuned. It's going to be a big one. Aaron, how are you doing today? Stage three, finally. Stage three right, is we open. We can eat inside restaurants now. Uh, rinks I, are open. See, I still think stage three is about, um, when I looked at stage three opening on Friday and I'm like, when does the hockey season start? Saturday. I was like, that's pretty, uh, that's a big coincidence that stage three happens to be right around the time where the restaurants start opening. Right. Because now I guess people can watch, go watch games. Now I'm not trying to be a conspiracy theorist. I'm just like, hmm, I always, how I'm, convenient, how saying. convenient. Right. Yeah. Right. We live in a time where, you know, places are businesses, right. Everything's really got uh, the government, you know cares about people but how much compared to money and hockey is big both, money bo- grabber but both uh, hub cities are in canada as well edmonton and toronto correct yeah and now uh, and now are they keeping all the players in like one safe space correct or they, they all have their de- two, designated so, restaurants uh, yeah so basically in toronto there's two different hotels that they stay at all the teams and the, uh you, you know you get food you get food in the same area as other teams you just have different time slots of like okay. you know when you can go get food and you know you travel uh you travel with your team on the bus together you can go to uh bmo field to play soccer so that all the environments are all controlled areas but you know like there's people that are going in and out of those of those areas i guess they get tested so that's how they're keeping it safe but we'll see right because i'm curious to see what's going to happen yeah how long it can go right if i want to see what they mandate because in baseball the um the Miami team was their, their games yeah. were canceled for now um, because they're in Florida, the hotspot for coronavirus, etc. But I'm curious to see if, say, one player gets it, do they have to like stop their games for that team? Do they go? Everyone get tested, yeah. or if they're just gonna go through it? Because like these hockey players, like they want to get paid, right? Too, they can't really. It's a very fine line of health and safety. But then it's like some guys are under contract or they're. Well, everyone who so everyone this season is getting paid no matter what for hockey. So even if, like, let's say you get COVID and you can't play, you're still getting paid. Well, that's good. So that's good. Yeah, but for MLB, like, they're like, it's crazy how them they they don't care. They're just traveling everywhere. They're like, they're not in a, a bubble. They're just like risking it. So basically, like, like Miami, what you just said, all those players now, 14 of them got it. Now they're done. Now and like, they're done for this until I guess two weeks or whatever the, the protocol is for yeah. them to. Yeah, but then that ruins the schedule for the other teams that are supposed to play them, right? Now what do they do? Back. Right. So now, now are they going to get? Now the teams that played them now are going all going to get tested too to make sure they didn't snowball the snowball. Effect. That's why I like what NHL is doing, like the NHL and, and NBA. They're doing it in one area, or like NBA is one area, but hockey there's two hub cities. But it looks like it's more uh, controlled. Now, in the grand scheme of things, do you, in your opinion, do, are you glad that sports are back, or do you think that sports should be put aside and we should just keep it in the no, lockdown? I, I, li- I like it now because you know there's something to watch. And, you know, like at the end of the day, like these guys, they're professionals. So the quality, even though it might not be like at the level that they're used to playing because, you know, they had a, a long break. But because there's no fans there, the, some some players are going to perform better because there's going to be less pressure on them. 
And at the end of the day, they're, they're trying to win the Stanley Cup. So, you know, it's going to be fun to watch for us. And do you think a lot of them are, are more wanting, wanting to play rather than stay inside and be safe for COVID? Do you think are them, Do you think some are just following whatever everyone else is I, saying? I think they said the majority of them, like 90% of them hockey-wise, hockey, hockey wise, uh, wanted to play. And, like, there was a couple of them that didn't want to play, and they're, and they're not playing because they don't feel comfortable, right? And they're, but they're still like, getting paid. That's yeah, like yeah, everyone's getting paid. Because I think it's good in terms of people's mental health. Like, a lot of people, in, like, in Canada, even, like, you know, the United States, um, basketball is obviously now really big in Toronto, you know, the Raptors winning, that people are going to have something else now to watch that's going to help them relieve some stress. You know, they can communicate with friends, go, you know, bars and stuff. Or, I don't know, yeah. bars, restaurants are opening a bit up, so it kind of relieves some stress for some people whose outlet was, you know, sports and talking about sports. Um, you know, our men's league is back coming up next week. So I think that that is good. It's like I try to gauge it. Um, we'll see what they say in terms of over the time of the, of the seasons. They're all in hub places, and, like, they're doing it in the most controlled place. Let's see how the virus is actually impacted in those areas. Exactly. That'd be good. That'd be good to see. To see, oh wow, you know they're locked down, and yet there's still the virus. You know, obviously it's a virus it's so small, it can it doesn't have bounds. Yeah. It's like it doesn't like you know. So it'd be, I'm curious to see that. Um, now in terms of you know us changing the conversation, you know, COVID nineteen is a conversation you can have for a long time in sports and stuff like that. I, because I got into relationships, but I never worked on what being a, a boyfriend and leading into a, you know, my ideas of relationships now are different. Because I was living the fuckboy life, like not really anti-relationships, sleeping around, you know, whatever. Like not, it wasn't every day. Like to be honest, it was maybe once a month, like a one night stand. Sometimes it was with a girl that was here and there once in a while, but it wasn't every single day, right? And because I was living that kind of mindset, that lifestyle, anti-relationships, this is what it is with women, you know, I'm making sure they consent. Like I wasn't doing um, disrespectful things. It was always with consent, right? It was never this um, creepy way. Um, when I got in relationships, because I was living that way and then just got into a relationship, I didn't know how to change. Like you can't, people just expect, oh yeah, don't worry, man. Like I know I'm like this now, but when I get a girl, I'll be different right away. I'm like, bro, when is that ever real in anything you do? When can you just switch like that? You cannot. It's a process. You have to start thinking about things and valuing things differently if you're trying to be different. You can't just be like, yeah, man, I do this, but when I get a girl, I'll be good. And that's where the problem I talk about lust because you're living from a lustful lens. You see women as a lustful thing. Oh, I want to sleep with her. That's a fat ass. Damn, look at her. Like That's what I did, right? And I, I can only talk to some friends about it who are also lustful, who like broed you and like, yeah, man, that's sick. Where some guys you could tell like oh I can't be that way because maybe they actually respect women they don't every time they look at them they don't just have this lustful feeling right so I always tell people make sure if you're living that lustful life you get in a relationship with someone that you know you think oh I can change and switch it's it's not gonna happen that way you're gonna deal with a lot of shit and that's what happened to me I had to realize dang like I still had this lustful problem like I if I you know when I was in my relationships I'd see other women I'm like damn I don't want that to come like I that's disrespectful I feel like I was cheating like I don't want that to happen right so you guys listening if you're if you're single right now like you have this opportunity to like work on that lustful thing right all the actions you're doing the pornography the multiple women in the videos all these things are in integrating into your mind into your thoughts they're going to become what you think about and the things you want to talk about and if you're trying to get out of it what's going to happen is you're going to be like damn I got to change my friends now because like you said it's a lose lose situation. Now you're going to be like, oh, I can't really, you know, if I'm changing, I get ripped on, get chirped about, right? Like, 
I can't, it's not going to be, my environment's not going to be enjoyable. It's so you're now, well, am I going to then lose all my friends? And like, you know what? You might have to change your friend group and be on your own for a bit, be independent and work on yourself. Right. And that's, that's also another step where it's, it's hard to do, but just as long as you guys think about it. And then leading into that, um, today's topic of Kanye West, and he talks about his addiction with pornography and lust. Um, Aaron, you showed me videos for me to watch because, to be honest, I'm not a fan of Kanye West. Didn't grow up kind of looking at him in fashion and culture. Didn't have that interest. Um, but I found his interviews very insightful. He was very himself, not afraid to be himself. He's not afraid to offend people. Like, he's, he's open to be who he is, confident. People can see he's arrogant. Obviously, he deals with pride and ego, being where he is. Look at what he's accomplished. It's hard not to have that, right, to struggle with that. Um, as Christian men, we're always going to struggle with those things. They never just go away. It's not a clean slate. Like, I still struggle with lust. It's very minimal, though. It's less than it ever used to be. It's very, very minimal. So let's get in, in, into about kind of Kanye West through your lens and, like, how he inspired you growing up. Because you talked to me a lot about, like, him and our conversations. Yeah, so... Uh, back, uh, I think it was during high school time, uh, first album, like I really started messing with him was like college dropout. And then, you know, uh, I always looked at him as like a fashion icon before like any, like, yes, he made good music, but like for, you know, for fashion, for streetwear, for like, for that type of culture, he was like the, the guy who everyone looked up to whatever he wore, you know, whatever he released, like whether it was shoes, clothing, Everyone like looked up to Kanye and Pharrell, now, like, did, in my in my culture. Now, so like, did, in, but in, did did he start with music and then get into fashion? Yeah. Or was he always like already a fashion guy? No. So he started. He was pr- a producer first, and then he uh, he got in. He became a rapper, and then from there he was just you know like always setting trends. And how did you get influenced by him? Like, wh- how are you staying connected with him? in the beginning in the beginning like was it facebook just on tv and stuff like that yeah it was combination so back do you remember much music oh yeah yeah so channel 29 all of his videos would be on much music like after school so it was it was around that time of like you know like uh when t-pain was featured on like a lot of albums like t-pain was always T-Pain's with Kanye. My guy. <laughs> yeah. Money in the bank. yeah so during that time was when uh and that, i was working at champs at that time so Kanye, he was always wearing like whatever. A lot of the Jordans that we released at Champs, I'd see it on Kanye, like Aqua Eight, you know, different like threes and, and stuff like that. So I would look at him and be like, "Yo, like uh, that guy, he can dress." So like, I'm gonna like any a lot of people, especially who I hung out with or who are into the same stuff that I am, we all look to Kanye for inspiration for like clothing, for fashion, for all that. And then then it came to a point where I'd say musically. Uh, I don't know. Like, I don't know if you want to say fall off, but he became different. His clothing, everything became different as well. Like, just so. But one thing about it, like he changes his style a lot, and some people like they might look at it like, yo, like that's why. Like when he, he used to wear a leather skirt. Do you remember that? Did you ever see him? He used to wear a leather skirt. On, so during Watch the Watch the Throne, he went on tour with Jay Z. They released the album together, and then he came on stage in like a leather kilt. But then some guys started rocking that. And then, like, for me, I was just like, yo, like, I can't wear a leather skirt like that. You know, like, that's crazy. But then some guys were actually, that's how influential he was. And was he switching his outfits, like, every month or, like, his style? Was it, like, a new thing a year? Like, he was trying to start a trend before it happened. Was that what he's trying to do all the time? Yeah. Because, like, like, I'll be honest. Like, I wasn't in, in, in that music culture. Like, I liked music myself and hearing kind of top 40. But, like, I wouldn't look at what he's wearing on tour. Like, clothing for me doesn't, I don't really have a 
super inclination to fashion and culture. Um, so I'm always trying to understand and learn, like even watching the videos of him talking about fashion and him wearing kilts, like leather kilt. Is that what he said? Yeah. Leather, leather Le- skirt or kilt? Leather, like it's like a kilt is like a skirt. For the man, right? Yeah. So, yeah it's, like, it's like a Scottish, Scottish thing, right? Thing, right. But he was wearing a leather one with leather pants underneath, and like performing he, in that. Do you think he would do that because he actually liked it or he was always trying to make a statement? Both. He liked he attention. Likes, yeah, he, he does it like both. But the thing is like he can, he's one of those guys that can pull off these type of looks. Like, other guys, they'd be like, yo, what the fuck are you wearing? Because it's Kanye. People are like, yo, that might be the new trend. <laughs> and, this, and that's because his music is dope. Like, that gave him the verification to do whatever he wants because, like, his music was dope. Yeah, his like, his music, he was always known as, you know, top five in the game or, like, top ten. He was, everyone always, like, the, everyone looks at Kanye, you know, like, I'd say him, Jay-Z, Lil Wayne, Drake. Like, those are the guys that, they're solidified, you know? So, his fashion just added to what people like him for because yeah, you listen to his music and now you you can see like, yo, his style is crazy. I'm going to mess. Even if I don't listen to his music, I can respect him from a fashion standpoint. So that's why he's, that's why his brand is so powerful because like, just look, walk around a mall and you know, there's 50 year old moms wearing Yeezys who know nothing about Kanye, but you know, someone bought him a pair and just shows you like, he, you know, he transcends culture and like different, so many uh, different facets. But so how did that name come? Like the Yeezy name? Yeah. How did that come? Yeezy. Ye- oh, because I think little, so little Wayne started calling himself Wheezy and then uh, Kanye started calling himself Yeezy and then everyone just started like, you know, <laughs> becoming a Yeezy or Wheezy. Did it have to do with, it. Did it have to do with the thing when he, when he called himself Yeezus? Is that, is that a stem I think from Ye- that? Yeezus, I think Yeezus came after. That was his album that was... Uh, he was calling himself Yeezy before that because his first Nike shoe he ever released was Air Yeezy. Okay. So that was like around the little, so Little Wayne used to call himself Wheezy F Baby. You know that, oh, right? Yeah. I like the so, little, I, I mess with Little Wayne, like Young Money. Oh, like crazy. I, I listened to Young Money, Drake, Tyga, um, Nicki Minaj growing up. Uh, me and my friends vibed with Drake a lot. Like, because my cousin was on the show with him in Degrassi, I was like, oh, that's cool. That's who Drake is. Okay. Like, and I, me and my buddies always liked hip hop, rap, R and B. Like that's when we made the band. Like we just liked different types of music. So I I knew Young Money um, more than I did like didn't know much about Kanye. Like obviously I heard of some of his songs. Like Gold Digger came out when I was in grade nine. Um, Jesus walks. Jesus. Right? Yeah. So that that was a good. And that was even before he's Christian too, right? Because he mixed that kind of song was kind of like a lukewarm Christian kind of thing, right? Yeah. Um, well, now, he said he said he was always Christian, but he just said that he like what you said, lukewarm. Like he was taken away from you know from Christianity. It when wasn't he was, his identity. It exactly, was just, it was like a part of his life. It's yes. like oh, I'm a hockey player, but I like you know I didn't actually get practice into, and like yeah. he's not uh, committed to it. And how did he in, inspire you as you continued in like your fashion? Like was he always constantly? Um, inspiring you to do different things in fashion in your culture and the things you wore it was it was mostly about the brand he introduced to people so like Kanye he would he'd uh, wear like a brand that's from Paris that you know people over here in Toronto like we didn't know about or even in New York so he was he was always making certain brands hot because you'd see him wear it on the blogs you know this is before Instagram so there you'd have to go on like websites to see the forums to see what he's wearing and then from there, like he inspired me because, so I told you when I was working at Champs, I would I would see those Jordans, but I wouldn't necessarily know how how like how do you wear these properly, so like we would I, like me and my friends we'd look at Kanye guys like Pharrell, Nigo these type of guys to like show us how do we how do we put these things together right, mm. 
So like that's how I looked up to him, and, and just the, like the music was just like a bonus. Right? And, and do you think it, in, in your you um, put the put him on a pedestal? Yeah, like he was for sure. Let's say, quote unquote, your god at the time. Like he was yeah. your guy for like, yo, he's my guy, dude. There was like, time, like whatever he wears, like I'm in. Yeah, like, investing into that culture for sure. Him, Pharrell, like Nigo, all these guys, whatever. Like I saw them have or wear, like I'd want it because like that's right how away, cool. no yeah. question, no. It was just like, like if he wears a dress, you're wearing a dress. No, okay, not like that. Because like I told you, the kilt so you that came out, I was like, was... yo, I, I couldn't do that. But I wore leather pants. Like, uh-huh. I had leather sweatpants and stuff. That's all Kanye, right? Like, so much of, you know, the whole uh, the whole leather. Did you remember back in the day when guys were wearing leather sweatpants? Is that Michael Jackson thing? Is that a, it is will, that... Probably, Michael Jackson probably wore them, but, like, Kanye made that hot. Like, he, he put that, that look on, right, of, like, you know, leather pants. And, like, for guys, like, wearing leather pants would be, like, you know, that's kind of suspect, right? That's kind of <laughs> weird. Sussy. But, yo, for him, it's just, like, he makes it work. And like he, he basically validates that it's okay to wear that because you know Kanye wears it. So this is the breaking point for me. Skinny though. jeans, right? I wore skinny jeans. You wore them too. I wore skinny jeans. Oh yeah, Levi's. I wore a lot of Levi jeans. So he took a lot of heat for that because everyone, all the rappers, you know what everyone was wearing baggy. baggy. Once he wore skinny jeans, everyone's like roasting him, being yeah. like, you know, like this guy's gay. See, in high school, in high school, I wore skinny jeans because they felt better. Like I had bigger hockey legs, but I just liked the fact that they're always fitted. Like they didn't have to go anywhere, didn't have to move around. Um, I never understood like the baggy thing never made sense to me like I why am I seeing your underwear I don't understand that baggy like that having baggy pants and I got I got tripped tons wearing skinny jeans like I was like because I had big legs too so it was like you're destroying like I'm like I don't know I just I so like yeah, and back then you didn't know Con- about Kanye so nothing. you didn't have the Kanye card to be like yo go look at go Kanye, Kanye. Yeah, yeah, I was just like, <laughs> I'm just getting ripped like I'm just like I don't know I like skinny jeans they feel good they're tight I like to being secure and, and like not having, you know, nowadays I wear looser pants for the time. I don't, I was like, I wore plaid and like skinny jeans and then maybe like a fitted, like a new era cap. Right. Um, with the LRG hoodie, with the LRG baby. <laughs> I'm so cultured, bro. Um, the one thing I didn't, I could never understand was the, the holes in the clothing. That's when I was like, okay. Like the ripped jeans you're like, talking about? Ripped jeans. I understand a bit of it being cool, but I never understood I don't even think I have ripped jeans. No, I, I never understood holes in clothing, like open spaces in clothing. Like, I understand it kind of being you want to stand out a bit, you want to kind of show off. But I know he made clothing like shirts and sweaters with holes in it and stuff. Yeah. And, um, and I was always like, why are you p- buying this? If you Why don't you just go to Value Village and then just put holes in your shirt? I know. What is, what is the difference? So that's another um, thing where how powerful culture is, how powerful these musicians are because being a creator and innovator a lot of people don't have the courage to do it to step outside their comfort zone and to also be successful at it and do you know do well right and he was obviously doing crazy numbers in terms of music um obviously in the interviews that we watched he didn't make a lot of money from it but he was constantly that influential person because in today's time a lot of us fit in that system right so the second we see someone outside the system doing their own thing making music like music speaks to all of us right it hits all those different points in us like how did he create this like this is how i was feeling and somehow that connects to me so it shows how people can become very you know inspired by it like you know that's why you you like the music but it was more about the fashion some people it's all about the music but then like okay i'll ride him because his fashion's cool or it's, it's different i want to be part of that kind of outside look right that's that's only only if you know kanye then you know 
right? You're kind of the hype beast. That's what it is, right? Yeah. It's like hype beast culture. For sure. Um, so did you ever wear the holes in the shirts and stuff when he was so, what did he call that line what was it like a so that wasn't like the stuff with the whole like if you're talking about like ripped jeans and you know like there's some like ripped shirts and see, stuff i'm cool with like you know the ripped jeans and the knees and stuff yeah. like that the second it's like i'm looking i see your ass coming out yeah. of the jeans like what are you doing <laughs> so that's so that was like around i'd say th- four years ago maybe so there's a brand that came out it's called fear of god okay. and that's that was started by kanye's boy who you know he's like a devout Christian, mm-hmm. and he when he started that like he ripped like he has ripped shirts like uh, rock shirts, uh, ripped is it, jeans, it, is and it everything. To symbolize something? Is it to symbolize? It's just suffering? the whole. It's the whole Kurt Cobain grunge look. Okay. Right. So yeah. So like yeah, I was wear like I I have some I have some jeans that like you can see the underwear. Like if you're sitting down, like there's that many rips up at the top where like you can see through, right? But see, so like Kanye basically he has so many guys who were in his camp that he put not that he put in position but they became so much bigger because they were under him and they learned from him that they became tastemakers in like the hype beast culture and now like they're doing like things like Louis Vuitton having their own brands this and that but it's all from Kanye's influence so that's when you talk about like him setting trends and him like being so powerful in, especially in fashion and streetwear that he literally once he wears something your brand can blow up mm-hmm. will blow up Will. Like there's yeah there's very few people that have that type of power to this day like Kanye can still put something on and when when you see him step out in it you're like fuck that's that's where we're heading that's where we're gonna get yeah because you're the one who told me that he saved Adidas yeah like he, sure. his brand was bigger than Adidas in terms of now in terms of fashion and hype beast culture is it all connected or is it kind of two different sectors like old school and hype beast is kind of new school and now they're the new schools it's merged now it's kind of merging it's, to keep the money the foundation kind of of the ones louis vuitton um give me other names gucci gucci yeah, prada dior the new hype beast is keeping those now relevant they're kind of blending the two but to see the 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 first two rappers to get collabs with uh like high fashion brands so louis vuitton were kanye and pharrell Kanye back in 2009 was doing collabs with Louis Vuitton, right? 11 years ago. Pharrell back like 2005, 2006, he was doing collabs with Louis Vuitton for sunglasses. So that, that, that these two guys, they were always way ahead of the game. Now it's like you fast forward 11 years later and Louis Vuitton is, uh, they hired Kanye's boy as their like head designer for men. Okay. So like, like Kanye's reach is just so vast where it's like, until you step back and actually look at like how how much of an influence he's had for like over a decade, you can't really you can't you don't really know like how powerful he really is, right? And what is so. that? And what is that? How can you explain to people that mindset that people maybe like myself say looking? I can understand him in a deep perspective because he's Christian. So now I understand the fight he's in. Mm-hmm. And when he's speaking and people want to call him crazy, I don't think he's crazy to be honest. Like I must be crazy. Um, being a Christian, people thinking, oh, you believe a guy died and came back to life. Yeah, of course, you might think that's crazy, but that's what I believe, and I know what happened. That's faith. And that's faith. It's not being crazy. It's going to having crazy faith, too, having a faith to a point where you're you're going to die for it. Um, but say on the outside perspective, like, what is his mindset that people might not understand about him? You know, I watched some, his interviews, and obviously he, he thinks very highly of himself. He's been through the grind. He's um, even the music industry. Do you find that because artists like him so successful quote unquote but yet was in debt right being taken advantage of the music industry taking advantage of talented creators because they're they're creators but they don't really have the business right 
Can you touch a bit of a point on why he might be so intense now because of everything he went through? Like his success wasn't even his to have. Well, I think from the start, he's always had the mentality that everyone is trying to put him in a box. So he started as a producer. And then, you know, he tells a story about how everyone used to tell him, you're just a producer. Don't even try to rap. And that's what made him want to rap even more because he's just like, yo, you guys think I can just produce beats? I'm going to rap. It became a rapper, right? Look look what he did. And then they try to say, yo, you're a rapper. You know, you can't be a fashion designer now. Like, just stick to the music. What did he do? You know, had the hottest shoe with Nike, went with Louis Vuitton, this and that. It became like a fashion icon. And then they said, okay, yo, just now you're a fashion. But even the fashion world didn't truly accept him because he talks about like so many times at Paris Fashion Week, he wasn't even getting into shows because guys were just like, you know what? You're just a rapper. Like These fashion shows are for like actual fashion house designers. You're not one of those. And then he talks about like how he went in debt trying to you know start his fashion brand and everything. But uh, one thing you have to respect about him is like I don't know him personally, but from his interviews, from just seeing how he you know, how he conducts himself, he's not a people pleaser. He's gonna do what he wants to do. And c- guys like that, you you have to admire them because he's not scared to take chances on himself. And he's not he's not one of those the, those people that they're just gonna take no for an answer. Hundred percent, and uh, like you said, people pleasing. When I was watching his interviews, not knowing much about him, right, and trying to see where he's coming from, and when you reach a certain, when you're a creator, a lot of people don't understand creating something from nothing, right? I think that's what you know. You see how the music industry. When you're a creator, you just want to focus on those things. You're taken advantage of by the music industry which is like oh you're we're older we have the money we have the finances we'll use your talent make a quick buck off you and then we kind of own you and tell you what to do and you can see how that can make someone go crazy because it's like all my heart and all my traumas and emotions experiences are put onto this piece of paper for songs and i put all in this effort in and i'm in debt doing all this work and someone just paying the bill going yeah you know and like if you guys are getting into music like myself, it's never really about the money they throw at you. It's the terms, right? It's the terms of ownership, owning your your life and the things that you do, and taking that like 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 you know Jesus, you know, taking your cross and and just walking with it and like going through the suffering. What I found interesting that he had all these roadblocks, like you talk about cancel culture, being canceled, called mental health issues. To be honest, guys, we all have mental health issues. Like, I have a mental health problem right now. Aaron has a mental health problem right now. If we all went to therapists and talked, there would be something going on with us, right? Just like in, in athletes and sports, like, they're all kind of dealing with something. Like, if you're a uh, creator into fashion, into the arts, you're never really going to be able to just fit into the general public of consumerism, of people who just consume that stuff. Because it's very easy to just consume stuff, like stuff, right? Rep his clothes, buy his music, and just sit around and do your thing. But to be a leader in that in that place takes a lot of, um, a lot more pressure comes with it, right? Like having those those spiritual battles with different people in the industry trying to control you, telling you to do this, make this song, do that. Um, I found it interesting when he you know he would talk about the songs he made and how he would change them now, being saved and following the path of a Christian. Um, and I I, I I respect him in that regard because he's yeah he's not trying to just please you. He's not thinking about what everyone else thinks of him 24-7. Like, he's doing what he loves. It's successful. People like it. and But that yet, if he slips up, it's like, oh, he's not this. It's kind of like you live long enough. 
it's like that phrase, you die the hero or you live long enough to become the villain, yeah. right? For some people, it's never enough. If you get so big to a point, anything you do wrong, you're constantly looked at. And I liked his analogy of Kobe Bryant and him, how Kobe Bryant's scale is physical, right? It's a physical talent. And when he gets injured, he had, Kobe Bryant had his Achilles injury. He wasn't labeled as, look, his Achilles injury. Every time he got healed and went back to the court and did his thing, right? And uh, as a musician, a creator, either you're in acting, whatever, your, your mind is your, your tool, like where you come with thoughts, right? All these things. So say something happens, mental health is like a mental health is like a physical injury, right? You're dealing with an injury right now. It's physical, but mental health is the same thing. There's no difference, right? But people then label you, oh, we had a... There's negative connotations, Yeah, it's, right? you're constantly put there, right? It's like, oh, you had this um, thing come up with your family. You were sending crazy tweets out at, at a random time. You're now this person. And because you're at this pedestal, because people, right? They say it like they, they put them on a pedestal. Kanye West is now God to them. He can't, if he messes up, now he's constantly, right, burdened with that. And you realize we're all humans, like like celebrities and rappers, artists, they're just humans. We're all equal going through life, right? And people, when they call them crazy, I'm like, I'm like I always look at who's calling who crazy, right? I remember I, I talked to you about the arena. When someone's not in your arena, what their, their opinion has no validation, right? So for me, if I'm making music, and my friend's giving an opinion on my music and he's not in music, it has no validation for me. Like your opinion doesn't mean anything because you're not in my fight with me. You're not in the same arena with me doing the same things. So you're not coming from an actual helpful, loving place. You're just a critic. Yeah. And then you go back to whatever you're doing and you, sit in your and you sit on your couch and you watch other people do stuff, right? And I can see when you get to a, his level, like you're making, you're, you're a billionaire, you have all these successes and people are still trying to come at you. Like, like he talked about whatever he did. It didn't matter what he did. People will find a reason to hate him, right? He, like his music was for the culture, went against the culture. And, you know, he, he's a liberal, but then he supported Trump. It's just all these different things that were constantly against him. And, and he basically, like, so people like to label him as a walking contradiction. When, when you really think about it, like his whole point is like, why can't I like Trump? Is it because I'm black? So I'm not supposed to like Trump because like all every black person hates Trump. So like he, you know, there's different situations like that where he just doesn't want to, he just doesn't feel the need to conform to certain things based on what people are telling him he should be doing. He's going to do what he wants to do. And that takes a lot of balls, especially in today's like, cancel culture. Like what you said, like he, he could have been canceled how many times from the Taylor Swift incident to, you know, when he, when he called out George Bush. George Bush. Like so like, many, yeah. so many instances, right? But I think like the whole uh, opinion also about people calling him bipolar because he said like he, he I think he has a condition that, that he said. It's not exactly bipolar, but it's something close to that where he said he takes medication for. But... Even if he has that disorder, he still always come from a place of his own honesty. Yep. So like, and honesty is never about pleasing you. It's just being honest with your struggles. I think that's very powerful. The fact he was even talked about his mental health and was open enough to think, yeah, I take medication. Because how many people are going to talk to and they're going to tell you about what they're struggling with? No, they won't. They won't. It's always like, hey, how are you doing? And it's never like, if you go into like what you're struggling with, it's like oh, I don't want to talk about it because we don't go there. A lot of people don't go there. This guy's a billionaire, has all these successes. People look up to him and he's still telling people, yeah, I deal with his mental health problems. It doesn't define me, but like I'm a creator. I push myself like you and I, we're thinkers. We have, sometimes we go through those battles, even for myself. I got, a, I deal with a lot of mental health stuff, I, depression, 
and then severe anxiety. We and, all do. It's just know, when p- people like to deny it because they don't want, like I said, I, I probably the first or second episode, they're scared to get judged all the time. Yeah. So like people like especially. They'd rather p- please everybody. Yeah. Like if I always tell people, if you're liked by everybody, you're not living for you and living for who God made you to be, like who you're, like God gave you a gift and a purpose to live through. If people, everyone likes you, you don't like yourself because you, you're constantly looking at, I got to please him. I sh- how do I please? Like, yeah, you're adaptable, but you're constantly looking to not be judged. And I was that person for a long time and I didn't like myself. I kept changing myself to the environment to fit in, to be liked. So no one would come after me where now it's like, like I told you, I don't want to be liked. Like if I'm, gonna, it's impossible to be it, liked it's, by everybody. It's, ti- it's tiring. Yeah. It's so exhausting and you don't have energy for yourself and the things you're me- meant to do. And if it, that's a business you want to do, be a creator um, in music, in fashion, um, in any business. If you want to do land, if you do construction, you want to be a painter, whatever you want to do. If you're looking at constantly focusing on what other people think of you as, you're done. Your yeah. life is over. And just f- even from a clothing uh, perspective, if you're constantly making things for other people what they want, and not and you have no taste yourself, then you know you're not you're going to be short lived as well because you can't just make things for other people in anything. Right, like a good chef doesn't just create stuff for other people. Like he has to have his own palate, his own be able to, you know, differentiate differentiate what's good and what's bad to himself before he can put it out to other people. So that's like anything in life where you you should be your hardest critic first. Don't worry about other people trying to critique you because their opinions won't matter when you're doing what you love and other people fuck with it. So like. It's like too many times people like we're they're they're too uh, obsessed with what other people think of them or what they're doing that you know they're scared to start or you know they're scared to do certain things that they're actually passionate about and they know that's not the way to live life. And I, I always tell people go in not wanting to be liked, like almost change your you're trying to please people. Go in like if I want to be myself, I have to then because for me it's like if I'm hated on or not understood or people disagree with me, I like that. Not to a point where it's, it's it's black or white, this or that. It's like, well, we can have a conversation about it. We can see because I know I'm unique. Therefore, I am going to be different. Therefore, people are going to disagree with, with me and who I am. We all have different upbringings. You can't be scared to have your opinion. No, you won't. And it's, that's what I'm trying to tell people. It's like, go into things like expecting some failure, expecting some negativity, expecting that because that means you're on your right path, right? When you look at Jesus and his life, like we'll go into his his album and his, that he released. When you go and you look at Jesus and his life, like people, like he's changed the world for two thousand years to this day. We our laws are based on the Judeo-Christian um, principles, and he wasn't liked. Like he wasn't respected. And you want to um, understand that e- even Jesus was hated by most people. Even Jesus had haters. He had tons, That's a quote. Tons of haters, <laughs> and you have to when you start living your life and wanting to do certain things. You have to take the fact that you're going to get a lot of flack, even for people that are close to you in your family, that are very close to you, might disagree. And you have to be okay with that and to, and to, and to bear your cross to know that when you have that relationship with God, you're better off. And they, there's a lot of, you have to be aware of undercover haters as well. Mm-hmm. People that they clap in front of your face, but behind your back, you know, they're talking shit and like they're, they're not really, they're real supporters. 100%. So like you have to be aware aware of that because sometimes people, they feel that, Oh, this person's my friend. He supports me, but you know, deep down, they they don't. Your closest friends might not might not even want to see you win, 
And that's that's a reality that you have to come to terms with. Yes, that's a, that, that could be the heaviest anchors in your life because they're like, yes, men to your face. Yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. But really, they don't want to. They don't want to see you like level up. Right? No. And if you do, they will, they will brag about how they know you and how like somehow they were the reason or right. All that kind of stuff. So you got to bear your cross, guys, and do it on your do it on your own first and build the people around you that also have their own thing they're doing. Um, but let's get into it, into his album and Jesus is King and how that I listened to it for a bit, to be honest, didn't vibe with it. Like, you know, to each his own, like I didn't hate it. You know, some music I like, some music I don't like. Um, what do you think about that album? And even in your journey with Christ as a Christian, how that helped you? Because God works through people as well. So how'd that help you? Um, so I, I liked the album uh, th- I think I liked it because it was something so different from Kanye that you don't expect, you know, like, a full Christian album. No one would think you would put something out like that. So when I, I listened to it and, like, I thought, like, a lot of songs had good production. Um, he, you know, he does his typical, I think that he does his typical things where he'll use auto-tune or he'll do certain things where it's, like, you ex- kind of expect that from Kanye, like the screaming or something. But I think it... it I don't know if it necessary. It, it it gave me something to listen to that wasn't so just focused on the typical things that culture promotes. So like you know the, like the hoes, the bitches, like the, like yeah. none of that album is about it, right? So it's just it's refreshing, mm-hmm. and um, it's something that like you you could you could uh, put it in your car, and as a Christian, a lot of like the like the verses and the the, the lyrics that he uses are from the actual Bible. So it's kind of cool how he blended in, you know, real, uh, real values and real verses into something with like a hip hop production. Mm-hmm. So and you see how the, I liked it. You to liked be it, yeah. yeah. And do you still listen to it? Do you still listen to? Uh, yeah, here and there, like it's like I have serious uh, radio too. So if it comes on, like you know, like I'll, I'll listen to it. And I think it's, it's not my favorite Kanye album. Ah. I can't say it's my favorite one because okay. like. I, my favorite one's still Graduation because that at that time period in high school, that was like an album that I was like, man, I can listen to the whole thing front fired and back. You, fired it brings you up. me back. Nostalgia. Exactly. Yeah, it's like Drake's old, Drake's like first album. Like, yeah, I can listen to it. It brings time. you back to that time, right? Um, I think it's amazing to see because he owns all that, right? Is that, was that his first album? Like, he owned everything, the production, all that Something like that. Something where he said like he had uh, control over total control. The music business is so confusing where it's like you know like one thing and an artist can say like yo i have full total control and then like i guess like the next next interview he'll be like the labels tried to suppress this and that like you don't even know right so i guess according to him he had uh he had free reign to do what he wanted to do right and that that was the scary thing for me because when i when i was in fitness and health and i realized you know this wasn't for me i wasn't being creative anymore it was very fragmented like you know lift weights you know get jacked follow the numbers you teach people to do that as well. And for me, I missed that creativeness in me. I had more to give. I'd hear songs. I'd hear other, you know, my friend's song. And I'd be like, man, I could do something. I knew I, knew I had a creative side. But I, because I, got, I was getting into business in my online business, I knew, okay, what's the music business like? Because you, I couldn't like figure it out. Like I don't know people in the, in the industry. It's very, like you have to really know someone. It's very small, right? So I took a music business course um, at Lakeshore just to understand the terms, right? We had people coming from labels, we had entertainment lawyers, agents, booking agents, publishers, like all in different factors in the industry. And you're like, holy crap, man, like there's a ton of loopholes, right? And 
every time you like when we were growing up, you're just thinking, oh, as an artist, I just want to get signed, <laughs> and then I'm good. And it's like, yo, you get signed, and then you're fucked. <laughs> yeah. Right. You you yeah. like you get signed, and then you're <laughs> fucked because they're like, okay, like these labels, like lawyers came in, they literally said that they're pretty much banks. Like they got tons of money, and they just buy smaller labels, and they own them, and they give you all this money. You eventually have to. Pay, pay back. back. Yep. So it wasn't like, the, like the, that's why it's always, you look at Chance the Rapper, right? He's like, yeah, he always always independent because it's like, you rather build slowly and it's all yours. Like, like. And as, signing your life away. Yeah, because I remember watching stuff from Connie. He even said, the artist is the owner of the company, right? Like, my music is mine. It's not somebody else's to, to tell me what the fuck to do with it, right? Because that's why music is so special because it's so unique. It's free. It's a freedom of expression. It's it's the the emotions you can't, just tell people like when I sing, I can give you the emotions I feel that I'm not going to be able to talk about. Um, so when I was in, I was in the in the classroom, was there nine to five every day for a whole summer, and it made me so demotivated. To, like even the industry itself was, it's based on just evil principles. So it's good that you went to that course so you can see 100%. like how it works. And I had right? my, my close friend Anthony was signed for a bit. Luckily, you think he was only signed for songs. He wasn't signed for albums, and he told me his experience like. You feel it destroys the purpose of artistry because you're trying to be creative and you don't want to be told when to do things because it's not it's not very singular. It's not one way to do things, right? Because when you're an artist, it's emotional. Some days you can write well, some days you can't. Like you go through life's traumas and sometimes it takes you away from that. It's a very open, fluid concept of making music, right? And the second you, you're owned by a label, they tell you when they can, when you can put out your music, when they can't. You're pumped for a song. But they say, nah, we're not really focused on you right now. Because the big the big artists pay for all the small ones, right? Because when you have Justin Bieber, Kanye, they're making millions and billions of dollars. You can sign all these small guys. If they make it big, you're making tons, and they yeah. make maybe some. It's all connected. It's all connected. Maybe yeah. or and if they're not, then the big guys just pay for the small guys' mistakes. And when you get signed, say you're signed to three albums, three like an album is twelve songs, right? That's that's a whole year two years worth of your life maybe making 12 songs if you're in a three album deal that's three to four years of your fucking life working for somebody else to maybe make money what kind of what kind of job is that you're better working at mcdonald's yeah slavery yeah it, it's not even, but a lot of the times that the artists that get signed they get signed at a time when they're not educated you know they come they come from different situations where they need that advance or they get bad advice from people. Like you hear it all the time, yeah, especially they, rappers. You, yeah, they chase that. They chase that high. They chase the validation. Chase of, the bag. Yeah. They ch- oh, that word. <laughs> that word kills me, man. Where's your bag? Where's oh you? You're chasing the bag. Like where's the bag you carry? <laughs> I never see the bag. Where is the bag that you have? You have all these bags, right? Right. When they, when you said racks, I'm like, where are the racks that you have? I don't. Um, but yeah, they're chasing that. Oh, I got signed, and they can put it on their Instagram, and maybe they'll they'll, they'll put the the blue check yeah. on their Instagram. It's like you're broke as fuck, bro. You make. Zero zero dollars and if yeah. you make money the label makes most of it first of course like and people don't understand you i rather you grow like i told my friends doing it right now he's with warner but now he's doing on his own it's like yeah man you grind you slowly get twenty thousand streams on one song then to fifty thousand a hundred thousand right the streaming industry changed music right and you see how spotify is kind of the labels helped spotify and now spotify is trying to get it become its own thing by signing Joe Rogan and having a podcast and tons of things They're that way. They're diversifying. They're trying to diversify yeah. because the label industry, the music is all fucked, bro. It's basically just using people to make the dollars. And look at right now with COVID, there's no touring. Yep. So And touring is huge money, huge. right? Yep. So right now it's just streams, merch. 
and, and that's so, only so long that that can go go on for, right? Before yeah. people get tired of it. And we talk about what would make me crazy. I couldn't imagine my music being taken and used. Being Kanye West, I would have went crazy too. I would went nuts. You well, see, you, you, was, you see all the the millions and billions of dollars being made, and he's always in debt. And you're, and he, and he's in debt millions. Yeah, like he's the guy everyone's looking up to, and he has less money than his fans. And he's the one being praised and putting all this work in, all the travel hours, like touring is cr- crazy on the body, putting in your God-given creativity, and it's just being taken away like it's nothing. Yeah. Right? Like, and I also, I also heard about the whole thing when he says he was in debt. Like, uh, there's an, uh, another person that signed to him that was like, Con- Kanye, when he said that, he was in debt fashion-wise from his, like, fashion houses and, you know, from, like, his brands that he was trying to do. But music-wise, he wasn't in debt. But... When he says he's in debt, he was probably just talking overall like scheme. Like he just felt that he was like a slave mm-hmm. to culture in general, right? Yeah. So like that's that's where there's like some gray area. But you know, like from that interview when you watch, you can tell that he didn't like who he was in the yeah. past making the songs. Like what, what what was the song we were talking about before that was so big? The song that that, that ended it for me, which yeah. is so funny because I didn't even know it was Kanye's song until I was like, oh, that's his song. Right is even the time when I was sober, still going to the clubs, and I'm looking around. I'm such a fucking hoe. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm looking around, and all the girls are singing it. I'm like, why are you such a fucking hoe? And why do you love it? <laughs> I was just like, that doesn't mean good things. Why do you want that to be your anthem? Right. And and every girl's posting it on their snap, singing it. It's like, and they're it's drinking crazy. their bottles. I'm like, how do you want to be respected, but yet you're calling yourself a fucking hoe and you yeah. love it? Right, and you see how that influences culture, like music influenced me to get maybe. And you know who probably gave him the green light for that? Kim. Kim's like, I love it. Kim, <laughs> it's, it's amazing, yeah. right? <laughs> Holy shit! And that's like he even says too. He's like, um, on the interviews, he wanted to change it. Like, I love my God. Like something he wanted to add God into that now, where he's like, Would you make those old songs? Because people look at Kanye now, but they still want him to be. Uh, the old Kanye, his old yeah. music that got people amped up. Like Omer. Omer said he misses the old Kanye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You want him to be, they want him to fuel their sin, their their addictions, right? I remember when I was still going out into the clubs in Toronto and I was like, you know what? I thought drinking was my problem. I'm drinking too much. It's making me, you know, sleep around, make out with random people, do all these things that I just knew weren't healthy for me. And, you know, I'm hearing this song. Like, I'm such a fucking hoe. I love it. I'm like, the beat is sick. That's what it's crazy about is that because the beat's sick, we don't, we don't even like listening to the words anymore. Well, now I'm at a place... I listen to the words and the words are just so bad and leading me to a bad place. I can't listen to it anymore. That's how I am too. Right. Even the beat, like, cause that's how they get you. The beats are always good. The beats are crazy. The beats draw you in, but you can't be, you have to be careful. You have to be like, I would listen to party next door, Travis Scott, like those guys, I like the music, but what they're promoting was me to go around and fuck chicks. Like, and I did that. It was because I was living that lifestyle. I was also listening to the music that amplified and made it more, um, exciting and enticing because all oh, these guys are big and they're you know yeah this is how I'm going to view women and and then you look at women singing the Kanye song and it's like you're a hoe and you love it it's like you know don't do that you do not want those things like you know you don't want that and especially after he had a daughter that's when he like even Jay-Z said the same thing he said after he had his daughter I think he stopped uh, rapping like maybe stopped saying the word bitch or like he's toned it down because he's like, I can't rap about yeah. the same things after I have a daughter. Because God humbles like, you. Yeah. God finds a way to humble you. Like, wow, look what I was doing. Look, because everyone, no one believes that they have an impact and influence on people. It doesn't matter who you are, the smallest, whatever, wherever you are in your life, you don't have to be Kanye, whatever. You have an imp- impact and influence on the people you are around, right? And where do you want to drive people towards? 
right? That's why I hold myself accountable where I was not a good person. I was and, not a good and person. Also, I drove people to do bad things, to listen to music and not be in relationships and, you know, fuck this, who cares, do this, do whatever you want. But you also have to be able to, like Kanye, at the end of the day, he sits down with his family. Mm-hmm. So the stuff that you're saying in your raps, you got to be able to sit down and have dinner with your daughter, your your wife, knowing knowing that I'm, what am I uh, portraying? What kind of energy am I putting out in the world that's coming back to my dinner table? Like, am I, am I happy about the things I'm rapping about? The things that like I'm, you know, glorifying? And that's when they, they come to that crossroad, right? Mm-hmm. Some of them do. Some don't. Some just don't give a fuck. They, well, they just keep keep going. Honestly, right? some don't give a fuck because they they're still addicted to their money. Yes. Or they're constantly popping bottles and Hennessy and stuff. So, like I always tell people, like you got to give yourself an opportunity to be able to even think and become more self aware. You can't do that hungover. Like when I was hungover and like you're you're drinking alcohol, you're doing drugs, like you're you're putting away any inhibitions you have any kind of moral compass you'd want to carry, it's hard to really check yourself because you're hungover all the time. You're, your alcohol kills your brain cells. Like you're, It's really hard to really, because you're just always going to wake up and eat some food and chill for a bit, bro, because I'm so hungover and I'll, I'll, I'll drink a beer and I'll, I'll feel back to normal again. Like you don't even have that opportunity, right? And that's why, you know, you have to be careful because eventually you'll get to that breaking point, right? Kanye got to his breaking point wherever that was in his life. And um, he's a good... Um, it's a good message for people, right? Because he's idolized so much and him making the album, it doesn't put him on, it's not easy because now he's going to get more attacked because he's saying Jesus is king, right? Don't follow, don't follow man, follow God. I'm not God. I went crazy because of it. I lost my mind. Things were happening in the family, right? He, you saw the video when he was crying recently saying, you know, my dad didn't want to have me. He talks about abortions and how abortions are increasing. Those are all children of God right and how the system is played against god it's not for god but look what he said too he said the fir- in his in the song he says the first type of the first people that will judge him are christians themselves mm-hmm. so he knows that by him doing a full uh, album dedicated to jesus he knew he's going to get the christians look at him like who, like you can't be rapping about uh, god and jesus like look at the life you who live are you? who are you right yeah. so right away he knows he's getting that type of judgment from him but going back to what i said like a guy like kanye he doesn't he's not trying to people please he's not trying to like look at christian and be like i need you to accept me he just went straight to to god to jesus being like yo this album i'm putting your name on it and this is an album dedicating my life basically to you that takes a lot of guts how'd the album do Aaron? (laughs) it was his best one right like (laughs) according to praise god the charts so here's that's why he he kept saying he's like this was his most successful year and i bet people like to say it's a coincidence what do we what do we call that it's not a coincidence (laughs) coincidence. there's no such thing as coincidences it's god but that's why when he i bet you when he even says even in terms of you and i understand this success is not just how many dollar signs are coming in how many streams it's like the peace he has exactly right the content he has the love he has for his, his kids and his family how he wants to serve his wife and his children it's success is so uh, much more than just that system we live in of getting the do- getting the bag right getting the racks on racks what's on the racks. point what's the point of having all the money all the fame if you have no peace you sell your soul there's peace, nothing. peace is the is the the success. Yeah, content is the success. Yep. Right. Like how many how many stories have you heard of the guys with the most money, the most fame, and you know they they end up killing themselves or they they go into deep places where they can't they can't even be by, be with themselves because there's no peace there, there's no contentment, and that's something that yo you can't buy, you can't learn. So that's like when we talk about uh, in the first episode. About just being thankful, having gratitude. Like you have to remind yourself of that 
every single day. Like, well, the system, the system we grew up in teaches us the lie, I say, right? Because it wants us to focus on the things we think gives, give us happiness and approval and, and our insecurities will go away and I'll be liked by people. I'll get the, I'll get a girlfriend. I'll, I'll, you know, we, we constantly are chasing the lie, which is why I tell people suicide rates go up for a reason. Mental health problems in men in general have a hard time with their identity in today's time. Um, because of these things, we're in a system, the cookie cutter system of the government school systems, your employer that's teaching you lies. The foundation is, is not based on truth is not based on actual living. Like it's, it's almost like I heard a funny thing where it's people, they work nine to five, they work hard for their family and their kids, but they never spend time with their family or their kids. They're working hard for their family and kids, yet they never actually build a relationship. They're never actually with their family and kids, which which was what your wife needs, or say even if it's, even if it's a wife going out, working nine to five and doing it for the family. They're never with the husband. You're never with your partner, keeping that relationship good. You're not winning with your children. What the fuck is the point? That's what Kevin Hart, Kevin Hart on Joe Rogan, that's what he said. He said, I was working so hard, busting my ass, saying that, telling myself the lie, I'm doing this for your, you're doing this for your family, Kevin, right? Kept telling himself. That's but he's ego. like, when, when would I ever hang out with my family? He said, he was, he was married to his, uh, to his job. And then he had a part-time relationship with his kids. So he Amen. would just fill them in here and there. That's real. Like, Do you guys no want talk. to see a movie? Okay. He'd give them two hours. And after the movie, okay, guys, I got to go. And then he just said that you he couldn't live like that anymore because and then you remember when he got into the accident, right? Well, he, he got, got into that he, car accident. Right? He said that was when he said God humbled him and made him slow down, being like, "Kev, like you can walk again, right? At least you can still walk." He's like, "This is the time now where I'm letting you like actually be a family man. Now you have nowhere to go, right?" He, he talks about it. He's just like his life came to a standstill because God put him in that in that position because he wouldn't have seen it any other way. He wouldn't have came to that uh, position any other way if there hadn't been an accident. Mm -hmm. So like what you said about mental health is I think a lot of times people have, you know, like we said, yeah, everyone has mental health issues, but what helps your mental health is your spiritual health. So having a, a relationship with God first, like it just, it, it brings that that sense of peace and calmness that just you alone uh, having mental health issues. I don't think you'll get to that by just yourself no, and having, you, you know, a therapist. Because like, it's always yourself. It's always the world. It's always horizontal relationships trying to fix a vertical problem. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So it's like a lot of people are like, I always have anxiety. So either I go on this medication that's temporary. The medication will, if you don't take the medication, you go nuts eventually because you're constantly on the medication. You need the medication to survive. Or you're constantly in a relationship because you need that relationship to keep you at bay. Eventually, you have to keep going to, to horizontal, and it'll never fix the vertical problem that you are spirit. You're a child of God first. Right, and that's why people say, oh, well, you know, I have anxiety, depression. Like, you could be going through spiritual warfare first. It might be a spiritual warfare problem, right? It's not maybe just a mental health thing. So once you get to the ground of that you're a child of God, get into that, that foundation first— then eventually you can then add tools like therapy to help you in that. But if you're constantly in this strife, it's because you're forgetting your being first, your soul first. You need to take care of that first, and then you'll see where you need to go in your life, what career you actually want to take, the lifestyle you want to build. And that's why it's so powerful if you guys build that relationship with God and not just the idea you have a God. You have to go, you know, um, like... 
Kanye is a good uh, leeway to go. Like, oh, Jesus is king. Like he's done so great, and he's talking about how he was going crazy, losing his mind. He brought Jesus in his life, and he's feeling better. Maybe I'm going to try that. He he has a lot of success. He has a lot of worldly I said, success. The Kanye, he's basically the epitome of culture to Christ, because literally, there's no one. There was no one bigger in culture than him, who did, who decided that you know I I have to give God the steer. I have to give Jesus the steering wheel to lead my life because he knew that he was going to crash and burn. So, you know, like a lot of us, we, we can learn from other, we don't have to go through mistakes and through, you know, experience that other people have went through when you can learn from them. And that's something that, you know, if you can, if Kanye is telling his experiences of like dealing with the, the depression, the anxiety, like the, the pressure on him that he felt from just having all these expectations Right, like, what, what, like, what are we really dealing with compared to what this guy dealt with at a whole other level? <laughs> he's dealing with things at a whole other yes. level. Like he sees, he's a billionaire, <laughs> so he sees other billionaires that are like, like you'll see the fruits of their labor, like what they really think about, like they have all this money and power, what they're really planning, what they're really wanting to do with people, like they just see people as pawns, and that's why I want to. Like bet- this, this guy meets with Zuckerberg with Elon Musk like he he meets with the world leaders and he still says I, like to this season like right now his mindset is I'm living for Christ there's a reason for that that's why you beg the you beg the point where if any of you guys are listening and you have someone you idolize like they're your guy you know they're someone you want to be one day ask yourself how well do you really know them when they're on their interviews and stuff like or do you make an idea of them like Kanye is very transparent and vulnerable about the, his things in his life. That's what you want to look for, right? You and I are like that, Aaron. We want to look for someone that's going to talk about their issues. Like they have all the success, but talk about the things you're struggling with because we need to know that people are human beings. Like we're all equal. We're all at the same playing field. We all, like we're all made in the image of God, right? And there's always going to be worldly things that are going to make our lives more difficult than others. But suffering is part of life. We're meant to suffer, long suffering. You can't skip the struggle, no, the and, suffering. And you, it's and, impossible. And, you, and you, don't, you don't have God in the suffer, helping you with the suffering. You lose your mind. You almost go like, why was I born into this? What the heck? And that's when you turn to other things to fill the void and to help you get through those, those tough times. When those tough times is meant for prayer. It's the prayer that uplifts us and comforts us. Knowing that, you know, in the deepest waters, God is there for you if you believe in him, right? Everything here is temporary and the only thing eternal is heaven. So when you come to that, when you come to that uh, realization, you'll understand that these problems that we think we have, they're not real problems. Like, what are we really stressing over? Yep. And that's, it's it's a long process to think about, um, even for myself. Like, even believing in Christ and, like, Kanye West, cool guy. Like, I'm, I, you know, if I talk, I, I'd probably love to talk to him. Like, I don't really see people, I don't, like, when you become a child of God and you're saved, you no longer see people as, like, I don't fan people, I call it. Like, it doesn't matter what you do, what you're an actor, what, you're, what you do in life, right? Because we're all equal, made in the image of God. And so, for me, it's, we have to get out of the fandom of life. You know, you can look at people and be like, that's ad- admirable. That's or inspire. Really, you can let it, and get inspired. inspired. Like, oh, I like what he does. That's, he works hard. You know, I like this hustle. But don't put be putting them as your gods because you do that. You put posters of people in your room that you've never met in your life. You've never had a conversation with, right? You're, 
that's why you, when we'll get we'll get into topics where it's like you don't like God, you don't believe in God, but you treat other people like gods, like they're your source for your happiness. I did that at a young age with other people, musicians, actors, uh, athletes. And you look at Kanye West saying, you know, Jesus is king. Like, stop putting me on the pedestal because when you realize that he's a human being and we're all not meant for it to be eternal, we're not immortal beings, we're so flawed that we all need God. We need someone. And, you know, if you're struggling with that, you still don't want to go to it. You're like, nah, I don't want to go to it. Just just take it on as like, you know, don't talk about it with your friends. Don't talk with people. Do it on your own. Do it in the privacy. You don't always need the approval of other people to 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 pursue things that you know you have to do mm-hmm. because if you're always trying to like get validation from even your closest friends you'll always feel stuck because yeah. that's never going to come like everyone's at different places in their lives and you know e- even your own family members can be preventing you from doing something that you know you need to do and you know faith is obviously one of those things whether it's faith whether it's go- you have to go to to therapy to wh- whatever it is that you know you have to get to and fix you can't always look for other people to give you the okay mm-hmm. or the approval. Another thing I wanted to, to talk about uh, about Kanye was when he dis- so basically when he was so into you know into the he still is in fashion like he still is part of Yeezy and uh, and Adidas. But when he released his first shoe with Nike, did you know that they they basically told him like yo we're only giving you a certain amount of shoes. And even though they were so successful and sold out like crazy, like so fast, and they were one of like the highest reselling shoes, even to this day, they told them that's enough. They're not going to give them any more. So that's Nike, right? Mm-hmm. To Kanye West. So he, when he got that, when he got that reply from him, and he just like, what? Like, why can't I get? And they're like, oh, you're not an athlete. So that's why you. And then when he decided to go to Adidas, look how look like look what he did with their brand. Right, took him to the next level. Now, now Adidas is like on par, if not, you know, the Yeezy brand probably makes more than a lot of Nike's, some of their own lines that they could have just did the same thing with Kanye, but they didn't want to give him that. So it's the constant, the constant walls and barriers that are put in his way, obviously made him, you know, have to be like, I'm going to show you, I'm going to prove to you. And him coming to Christ is just another one of those barriers where people are telling him like you're going to do a whole album dedicated to Jesus Christ King. Like, we'll see how that goes. Mm -hmm. You think you're going to, you think you're going to sell albums. And you know, like at the end of the day, the the, the lesson is there is no matter what people tell you, you have to be bold, be bold in your faith, rock with God. God will, you have to be bold. Like if you're, if you're striving for something, guys, take that lesson that you're going to have to be bold. You're going to have to upset people. People aren't going to like you. People are going to try to cancel you take that right it doesn't mean you have to go oh i love kanye he's the best but like look at the principles of it and look at what of his success and what he's constantly being like he said put in boxes you know this is what you are you're an artist no you're this no you're a black guy i'm you're a white guy you're this you're straight you're a hockey player right stop letting people keep you in the boxes there's nothing there's no box with god god's eternal god created everything there's nothing god cannot do god created evil god created the devil for a reason Everything's under his control. So when you're with him, you know that everything that someone puts, any limitation of a human being is flawed. And and look at Kanye. You had a song before called I Am a God. Mm. So you can tell that you now. Look how that breaks just, down. Right? He looked at himself that he was a God. He called himself Jesus, all the, all these things where he knows that like that's blasphemy. And if, and if he could change his perspective on life, 
anyone can at any point. It doesn't matter what you've done in the past. It doesn't matter about like the, the lies, the lies that you tell yourself or the life that you think you're living, but you're actually not living. All these contradictions in your head are things that you can control. Like, not that you can control, but you need to give. You need to give it up. Give give up the control and let God actually take your life and transform it. And then you'll see, Amen. like everything else will just fall into place because you can't pursue things just alone. It's very hard. It's very hard, and it's it's, it's almost unnecessary suffering. Mm-hmm. It's unnecessary. You can't. You're not God. You can never <laughs> control every single thing, every person on your team or in your business and your family members. Right? You can't. You have to. That's ride where the anxiety God. comes from as well. Oh yeah, crazy amount of anxiety. So if any of you guys take away from this, is Kanye West is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's, not, it's honestly great to to talk about things. That it's just good that he, like like we said, we don't. You we, he's not. We don't idolize him anymore. Especially me. Like I don't. I don't idolize him. Like anybody now because you know like i changed i'm not who i was back uh when i was working at champs in those days but mm. he's a great example of what culture to christ is, is about yeah 100 percent. and yeah in, in in terms of i love his confidence i love his boldness you got to talk highly about yourself guys because who else is who else is going to have your back god loves you thinks you're the you're the most beautiful creation on this earth god made you that's how awesome you are Right, so talk highly about yourself. Yeah, you can't lose I'm, your confidence. I, no, I'm intelligent. I'm extremely good looking. I'm extremely. Con- I, I'm an intellect. I'm intelligent. When I put my mind to things, I get it done, because I glory be to God. Without that, God gave me this confidence, and you guys, I want you guys to have that as well. Without without your confidence, you'll never be able to pursue things that you oh, want no. to. You won't be able. To, you know, like, you get in the victim mindset. You'll get in the victim mentality. You'll look at how everything's against you. Yeah. The same story, yada yada yada. You, you, it's gonna come, guys. Like strife is gonna come. These battles are gonna come. You're in a war. Whether like it's a spiritual warfare, you're always dealing with different kinds of people, mindsets, ideas, right? So equip yourself to love yourself first. God loves you. Build that relationship. Understand what real love is. You'll be able to take on the dragon, right? Um, but thank you guys for listening to today's podcast. Of I, I learned a lot. You know, I don't know much about Kanye West. Right, so I did more, more, but more research. But you see, now, now after watching those interviews, because I can show you interviews from the past. Like, oh. you remember when he was like, "How sway? You don't got the end." Like all that, like way different than how he is now. Yeah, like Calm. completely different. Calm. Yeah. Peaceful. Right. But and and now, like, regardless of how peaceful you and I think he is, or other people, he's still gonna get called bipolar. He's still gonna get called crazy. crazy. I mean, all these tweets, right? He's putting out tweets and stuff like that, and like running for president. But the, th- the amazing thing I liked about that whole, like, whether he's president or not, whether he's running or he's not, whether it's for publicity, you and I won't won't know. We don't know him personally. But I liked how he said, "I will not take the mark of the beast because that will stop me." I'm not doing anything to stop me from getting through heaven's gates. Amen. So like him putting that out there just shows you like he's not scared. Like he's not trying to conform. He's saying that, you know, I'm against the vaccine and you can have your opinion towards the vaccine. We're not trying to influence you, but he's saying it. I'm not taking the mark of the beast because that's against what God wants for me. Amen. And you have to, re- I think I, I respect that because he like, once again, he's not scared. No, because God bless us with what we need. Right. God gave us. God gave us his word to know how to understand information when we receive it from who we receive it by. We're in a spiritual world. That's how you know how you can learn to trust people if you have God first. If you have the Holy Spirit, you're now equipped to see who's coming at you and who's honest, who's not, who's deceiving you. Because a lot of things that seem good, right? I'm going to touch on this really quick before we end with the verse. 
of the day for my man Aaron. Um, you know, coronavirus and COVID-19 is a quick killer, right? It's very fast. It spread fast. If you're unhealthy, it kills you, you know. Also now look at the slow, the slow-term killers, the things that take time, right? If we're going to be so, so focused and put a lot of money and efforts on coronavirus, we should then start getting rid of fast food restaurants. We need to get rid of uh, liquor stores. Your car. Uh, yeah. <laughs> car accidents. Car accidents. You gotta, you're not allowed to drive anymore. Like, I don't like hypocrisy. I don't like contradictions. So I think everyone should live a healthy, safe life. But fast food industry has been killing millions of people in the world since they started, right? Yes, we have choices. Um, but, you know, a lot of times businesses are meant to help people, right? Like dollar signs are made to help people, right? So we have to be careful of all this, you know, COVID-19 kills people fast. We act fast, right? And how about all the other things we should probably start thinking about, thinking about your life. Um, God gave you an immune system to take care of yourself, to stay healthy. We, we have fruits, vegetables, all these things that keep us healthy. Let's start focusing on those things, exercise and diet. Let's start focusing on those things. You know what's funny for guys? So like I know a personal buddy who he's so scared of going out to eat because of COVID. He won't go out anywhere, stay home. The guy, but what he's ordering to his house, I don't know who I'm talking about. What he's ordering to his house for delivery is like Popeyes, like every day, like Everything fast food, pizza, all this stuff. So it's like, okay, you're scared you're to killing get the your virus, body. but you're killing your body. Killing your body and makes he's it hard to fight drinking at it. night. It's just yeah. like you're scared of the virus, but you're you're killing yourself every night with all the poison. Yeah. So it's just like alcohol killed millions. We don't stop that. The businesses don't close down stores. It kills millions. But that's that's what they're not talking about in the news. They don't want to talk about that that side of it. He's one of like millions of people who are doing that. Who since COVID started, yeah. their diets went to shit. They're getting no exercise. They're scared of the virus, but they're not scared to poison their body. They're cool with that. Right? They abuse that. Right? Let's, so let's, we'll get, we'll let's that. talk about the uh, the suicide rates. <laughs> yeah. No one talks about that. Right? Suicide calls increased by. Uh, X amount of number, like 500% or something. The suicide calls. They never calls. talk about that on the news. Um, they don't, but we'll get into those into next episodes, guys. That kind of little bit of rant from, from <laughs> myself and things. I, 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 I care about people. I care about being prepared, um, being preventative, right? Cancer doesn't just come, right? It happens over time of how you treat your body. We all have cancer cells in our body, right? Those who are, it's different if you're, if you're born with, diabetes and now you're compromised and you have to be careful because but if you got diabetes because you chose to eat like a piece of shit and just drink and treat your body and not care for yourself and now you're afraid of getting covid it's like i don't really know what you're complaining about you didn't arm yourself in the first place they're not scared of cancer they're scared of covid yeah um <laughs> so just 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 start thinking about those things guys if you care so much about keeping yourself healthy and safe then start treating yourself that way and treating others and treating your body that god gave you like a temple the way it is um but yeah, thank you guys for listening to today's episode. Aaron's going to end it with the verse of the day. Yep. So the verse of the day, it's very, uh, it relates to what our whole discussion was today. Romans chapter 12, verse 2. It says, Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will for your life. So, amen. That's very uh, suitable. You know, stop conforming to the pattern of the world, to what culture wants you to be like. Act like, think like. Right? You know, renew your mind first, renew your spirit, your soul. Take care of that first before you try to please other people, before you need to seek validation, before you need culture to tell you this is what you need to be successful or this is the benchmark. You know, it starts from the it starts from your soul. 
your spirit first Amen. before it goes to your mind. Amen. Um, stay tuned for next episode, guys. We'll get into more of our experiences and our testimonies, the fucked up shit we did in culture, yep. and to let us into, to want to do this podcast more and more. Um, thank you so much for listening. Uh, make sure you guys like and subscribe on YouTube. Follow us on Instagram as well. Comments, DMs, ask us questions. We're here. Uh, we wanted this to be engaging with you guys. Let us know what you guys like, what you don't like. We're good at learning. You know, we want this to be a conversation. So thank you so much for joining us today, guys. Peace.